The Outlet. The Talk of Southland. Welcome to The Outlet. This podcast is produced by the Southland app, where you can find the latest local news, sport and event info, plus real estate, local weather, where to eat, drink, stay and shop, plus lots more. Make sure you download the Southland app from the App Store and Google Play. In this podcast, the Southland Party returns to Parliament Friday the 23rd of June. I talked to Brian and Sam about the event, what you can expect, their favourite thing about the Southland Party and where to get your tickets. But first, Renga Bloxham is the coach of the Southern Steel. We chat about their tough season so far and her new role with the Welsh Feathers for the Netball World Cup. Renga, welcome to the outlet. Thank you very much for having me. You're very welcome. Now, unfortunately, you and the team are going through a bit of a tough season. So what have you been working on to help the team improve game after game? Yeah, look, I think um, early on we were still sort of hoping to make those top that top three and then once that became very evident that we weren't going to we had to just break down the things that would um, help us define success even though the ultimate goal was to be in that top three so just looking at how we did that was we kind of linked it back to our expectations that we did at the start of the season and um, we have three values at the steel and it's head, heart and hono and hono means to connect so we just looked at behaviours and how we could epitomise those out on court, what the steel way is and then sort of just broke it down each week to make sure that we were still working towards those small goals. It definitely hasn't been easy though because ultimately you want to turn up and you want to compete and you want to win every week but the the great thing that's been happening is over the weeks that we actually have been in Improving and performances and also on the flip side you know when you have a great performance one game and then you sort of dip in that performance the next game it's really hard to sort of pick yourselves up so we've been looking at just the small things like um, obviously we've had a look at some stats and just trying to keep improving those stats trying to work together better in our units on the attack end and also the defensive end um, looking at things like people like Xavier Tui who at the beginning of the season was out with injury but has worked her way back into the starting lineup and then been able to play you know uh, I think it's three full games on the trot which has been amazing and she hasn't done that ever in ANZ so you know there's little things like that have that have been success for us and that we're just holding on to those little things to help us get through to the next game. How do you balance the need to focus on short-term performance goals with the importance of developing the team's long-term potential? Yeah I think that for me has been a little bit tricky because you want to provide opportunity for players but you also want to be really competitive week in and week out and I suppose one of the things that I value my my own values is that I like to give people opportunity but you also have to earn that and I think that's been a really um, important part of our season is that everyone has had an opportunity and others have had more than some but they've actually had to earn the right to, to wear the bib so I think it is a fine balancing act and you know 
this season has taught us so many things, but those players are just going to be better off next season, having had all this experience under their belt. And it hasn't been nice at times. It's been really tough to be able to sort of pick yourself up and keep going, but it's building resilience. It's giving them opportunity to understand what it's like to play in situations where there's pressure, there's fatigue, there's expectations. So yeah, definitely hasn't been an easy one. And I know that at times I've kind of, thought about right if I put this person out on court what is that going to look like and how are they going to respond to that if it doesn't go well for them so I always think when you're fresh into a competition like the ANZ it's such a pressure cooker anyway and then I've had to put like young players like Avari Christie out on court and she's never even played in the ANZ before and she's expected to turn up and help us win games so it just doesn't quite add up but you know she's going to be an amazing player one day but it's about I think for me it's always been about providing opportunity and hoping that they can take learning out of that whether we come away with a win or whether we come away with the loss and I think when you do lose you always look at your processes a lot harder and you think about right what is it that we've done well? How can we take that into the next game? As the coach, how do you keep the players motivated and focused during a difficult season? What strategies do you use to maintain their confidence and morale? Yes, that's probably the toughest thing. It's the unmeasurable unmeasurable things like you know confidence and morale you can't just measure that you can measure stats you can measure numbers you can measure how many times you get the the ball in the hoop so one of the things that we pride ourselves on at the steel is building a really strong team culture and in the past we've had a really successful performance culture and I think this year our performance culture has been the thing that you know it we haven't been successful in terms of wins and so we've had to really back ourselves on our team culture we um, worked really hard in the preseason to make sure that we set really clear expectations, that we understood, you know, what our pillars were, what head looked like, what heart looked like, what horn looked like, so that when you come to situations like this, you can always revert back to you know those foundations that you set right at the start of the season and I and I do believe like even on Monday night after we lost against the Magic I think the Magic crew had all packed up and they were ready to go home and the security guard was waiting at the door for us to leave but we just were sitting there having a moment to ourselves and talking about the game and just trying to sort of balance out that whole you know we just obviously lost and we were really gutted about it but what were the things that we really enjoyed and we were talking about the experience of the game and having a bit of a giggle about different things but I think that's been the thing that I've been most proud of is that the players have actually been able to support each other through this and for most of us this is a real We've never done this before, so this is a brand new experience for all of us. I, Even myself as a coach and as a player, I have never experienced anything like this. So so it's a new experience for all of us, and it, it is, at times has been really tough, but we've been able to be really honest and open about what's going on and why you know some of the things that are happening and also really pull apart our performance because ultimately when you're in this competition your job is to perform and so we've really pulled apart why haven't we been able to perform when we get into these critical moments what is it that's falling apart with us um, you know have we got the right skill set have we got the right mentality and so those are the things that help us drive our next performance because we pull those little things out we think right we were able to do this for 
you know, 58 minutes, but we actually need to be able to do this for 60 minutes. So I think we really have been fortunate that our team culture is really strong and has helped us get through this competition. And on to something exciting too for the Netball World Cup. The Welsh Feathers, you're off there as a, a specialist coach. What are you looking forward to with that? Yeah, look, I just, it's such an amazing opportunity for me. I've never been to a World Cup as a player or a coach. What better way to learn than just jump into it? I think the experience of just going there is going to be absolutely huge. I'm also, I feel quite privileged in the fact that even though I'm going as a specialist coach and it's an awesome opportunity for me I'm able to give them something as well so I'm able to add some value to the campaign with my own coaching and my own experience. I'm really looking forward to the challenge of having a group of different players who probably do play a little bit differently than we do here in New Zealand and I think that's really awesome that I'm going to have to think about how I can mould that defensive end and, and use the skills and strengths that they have and help us to hopefully get a couple of wins at the World Cup so that we get in a position where we want to be. Yeah, but I think most of all, it's it's really about that experience of just going to the Netball World Cup and witnessing what it's like being in that heat of the moment competition, having to back it up the next day, being in another foreign country, being in South Africa. It's all of that stuff that you just can't, you can read it in a textbook, but to be able to experience it firsthand is just going to be the most, is the thing that I'm looking forward to the most. Well, Wales is one of my favourite places on earth. You're going to absolutely love it there. It's fantastic. (laughs) Awesome. I've actually heard really good things about it. So I'm really excited to be able to, to go over there and immerse myself in some of the culture as well. Well, look, thank you so much for talking to me today all the very best for the rest of the season and i look forward to catching up again awesome thank you you're listening to the outlet i really like the interviews i like that it's easy to listen to while i'm at the gym i like that it's local and all about this community the outlet the talk of southland the southland party is returning to parliament friday june 23rd i talked to brian and sam about the event what you can expect their favorite thing about the southland party and where to get your tickets Brian and Sam, welcome to the outlet. G'day Brent, thank you. Now Brian, can you please tell me about the Southland Party, how it started and how it's grown and evolved since it was first established in the 90s? Well, I can't tell you how it was started only because I wasn't involved in those days. What I do know is that the party got a fearsome reputation very quickly and became a bit of a staple on the Wellington calendar. When I moved to Wellington in 2004, I'd heard about this party and wanted to find out you know, when it was on and it, and it had stopped happening. So I got together with Barry Soper, uh, who's an old uh, family friend from Gore, and we um, came up with a plan to kick it back into gear and roped in people like Sam to help us organise it. And in 2012, we had the first Southland party in about a decade, and we've had it every two years since then, up until 2018. Uh, but of course, COVID's got in the way, so we've, we've missed a year, and now we're kicking back into action this year. So... Really looking forward to it, uh, to get it back on the calendar and, and happening again. Sam, what do you think makes the event so special for expat Southlanders living in Wellington and those that have connections to the area? I mean, I think it's always amazing to see the, the expat, South, expat Southlanders coming out of the woodwork for this party. I mean, we're all spread around the country and coming together for one night in Parliament is, is pretty special. And I come across people who, who I never know, you know, had a connection to Southland and Despite leaving the province, we're always really proud to fly the flag. And 
I certainly know that Southlanders love to love to show Wellingtonians how to have a good night. Where does the event take place and what can people expect on the night? Well, um, we've typically had it in the um, the Banquet Hall of Parliament, which uh, for anybody listening, the, the Banquet Hall is the big curved room at the base of the Beehive. But we found that that room can be can be hard to work in sometimes. So this year we've got permission to have it in the Grand Hall of Parliament, which is the beautiful old historic hall in the centre of Parliament. So this will be the first time we've had the Southland Party in that venue. And in terms of what can, people can expect, it's just it's it's like a, a night down in Southland, but it's in Wellington where people get together and have a yarn, catch up with old school or work friends or people from South, family friends from Southland. And there's great food and beverages all uh, linked to Southland that are available. So we have, for example, uh, meat supplied to us by Alliance. We have beer and wine from Lion through the Spates relationship and connection. Um, We have seafood. We have oysters, of course, bluff oysters uh, on the menu. Um, So it really is a fantastic night when it comes to uh, catching up with people uh, and having, um, having something really uh, really nice and something that's connected to Southland to eat and drink and we'll, we have a live band there's even occasionally some dancing breaks out but it really is a very laid back and, and um, uh, relaxed evening and we have great feedback afterwards people love coming to to the Southland party. Sam some of the proceeds are going to charity can you tell me a bit about that and some of the sponsors involved that have really helped to bring the event back after three years? Yeah, I mean, we do know that Southlanders are a really generous bunch and so we always choose a charity to support them. This year it's the Hawthendale Care Village um, and you know they're developing a new model of community-based uh, age and dementia care um, and that's really important for people in the Deep South. So we're really pleased to, to have them on as a, as a charity this year. And, and also the sponsors are great too, but many of them we've got a long-term relationship with and they've generally got deep connections to the Deep South, Alliance Group, the Meat Processor, Great South, New Zealand Aluminium Smelters, Chamber of Commerce, Naitahu, Lion, in New Zealand. So, you know, we really rely on their support to, to make it a great night. Brian, if people want to get some tickets and some more info, where's the best place for them to go? Yeah, well, the, the first place is to go to our Facebook page. We've got a Southland Party uh, page on Facebook. If you want to go straight to get tickets, iTicket, uh, iTicket.co.nz, and search up Southland Party, and that's provided to us uh, by the Southland Chamber through their support for the party. So you can buy your tickets online right now and um, all the information we have is also on our on our Facebook page and we'll be releasing you know, lots more tidbits over the next few weeks around what's coming up at this year's party. Sam, what's your favourite thing about the event? Uh, look, I think the Southland food and delicacies, to be honest. I'm particularly looking forward to the oysters and that's always really special when they come out. You know, the, the crowd loves them. Um, and also the, the lamb, beef and venison is, is always great too. Brian, same question for you. Yeah, I'd be the, I'd be a little bit the same. I'm not an oyster eater myself, so someone else enjoys my my quota. But the lamb from Alliance having a lamb sandwich coated in gravy is pretty special. But the other thing I'd say is that there's very few places you go outside Southland where it feels like Southland. But the Southland party at Parliament is one of those places. You literally walk in, nearly everybody will find someone else they know they didn't know was going to be there that they went to school with, that they once worked with, that they're family friends with. It really is extraordinary. It's like a big reunion of expat Southlanders. Those living in Wellington, people come from out of Wellington, and of course we have a good group of people come up from Southland. So 
it really is a, a fantastic occasion for, for Southland expats. All right. You need to get a doggy bag of a lamb sandwich with gravy for me. If you could do that, that'd be good. <laughs> hey, look, that sounds really great. Thank you so much, Brian and Sam, for having a chat today. Thanks for having us, Brent. The Outlet from your Southland app. Thanks for listening to The Outlet. The Outlet is produced and published by the Southland app and supported with funding from the New Zealand Public Interest Journalism Fund. The Outlet is available on the Outlet button of your Southland app and wherever you get your podcasts.